Hello, stackers. Thanks for joining us as we embark on another Creation Corner episode. This time, we're going to do something a little bit different than we've done before. Meredith is joining me. Hello. And we are going to flesh out a very small corner of the world of Vardalon. And she looks panicked right now, but she's got a very creative mind. (laughs) She does. Yes. And we're going to basically revisit the delve, the Iron Stag delve perched in the mountains overlooking Arden. And we're going to see what we can do to give it some meat on the bones, so to speak. And while she's describing the delve, I'm going to be actually trying to draw it out and then we'll post the pictures. So we're going to collaboratively talk through what is in the delve, what kind of stuff, how is it laid out, basically. Just, it doesn't have to be super specific, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to maybe give some substance to what has been going on in our minds as we've talked about and thought about this place. And, uh, you know, we can even visit Tira's room and see what that looks like. Because <laughs> wow, you grew up somewhere. way more detailed than I was expecting. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, you know, we can, we, we can be as creative or as detailed as we want to be. And if we're done, we're done. <laughs> so really, this is just going to be a fun way to, to work together to build out what we're imagining. Okay. Why don't we start with what your picture of the Delve has been so far? I know it's always kind of been in the background. It's always been hanging out somewhere behind and we've referenced it, but we've never really been in it. Right. Um, Truth be told, there are very few areas of the Delve that I have really specifically imagined. And that has had to do with various plot points that have come up. Mostly early on. Well, what sticks out in your mind is places that you've definitely imagined. Well, I mean, like when when I had that dream, which was, I mean, it was it was a while ago, but it was it was like it was a while in, but also a while ago from now. I think that was around episode fifteen, where you were at Feverfuse House. Uh, is that when I had that dream? Are you sure? Was that long ago? No. <laughs> yeah, I think. It, the dream I'm talking about is the one where, where you saw the eye. I saw the eye at the end. Yeah, um, I, I think that was. I think that was later. But I mean, it's it's been quite a while before now. But it was it was a little ways in from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. So I I remember as you were as you were describing that dream. I think I had my eyes closed and I was I you know I had a, a decent picture of it then. I'll try and pull up as many <laughs> as many details from that as I can. Um, and I also, when we very first started, like in episodes one and two, maybe, and he, I had a little bit of a picture of us standing out because we were, there was a time when we were at the very, very beginning when we were standing almost like I, I pictured almost like we were standing out on a cliff overlooking Arden when I was there with my father and Chiswick and, um, the little scribe dude. Yeah, Timon. Timon. Now that was while you were in the first home though, which is kind of the the right. home outside. So that wasn't That wasn't the delve. Technically part of the delve, right. but I mean it's still part of the delve, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So the cliff overlook and what was the other part that you've that you had in mind? Or oh, was that the first one you that, mentioned? No, that the first one I mentioned was the just when you talk about going through the delve in that dream. I wish I'd I wish I'd told you to look that up. Like do you can you look up your description of that or were you making it up as you went along? Like uh, when you when you did that dream. 
I can look it up. Hang on. Yeah, look and see if you still have that. Because if I can oh, hear I it again, then it would. I, I'm sure it would help call up the pictures that that were in my mind at the time. Here's the thing, folks. Again, and I'm sure you're probably tired of of me harping on this. I was so very new to Dungeons and Dragons just as a whole when we first started. I was almost too panicked to really imagine how anything to think about how anything looked. You know, Rhett kept encouraging me to come up with backstory and if you want to throw in any flavor, I remember really panicking about that because I thought I don't know anything about the D and D world. I don't, you know, I don't. And he kept saying, "Well, we're making it up. You know, this is this is our world." And I, and I, I, I guess I knew what he meant by that, but. To me, I still thought, but it's it's within the D and D world sphere. Like we're still using D and D rules and D and D characters. You know, it's it's those races, those classes, everything. Um, and so I felt like it still had to fit in with it somehow. And not knowing anything about dwarves or any of the other races and and what the general parameters were. I really felt unequal to coming up with something that would be believable and that all of you listeners and anyone who is more seasoned with Dungeons and Dragons wouldn't be listening to and going, they wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like that. They wouldn't use that or that's not how it would be because that's more uh, like some other race that I also don't know anything about. Oh, did you find it? I did. Yay! Episode 44. Oh, wow. Okay, so it was a good ways in. Yeah, uh, and we ended at 51 for the season, so it was only seven episodes oh, wow. away. Yeah. Okay, so it, wasn't, it really wasn't very long ago. So here's what I read at the time. All right. You're standing in a dust-choked tunnel, watching as your mother's fingers twitch and fall still. Mm. Time stands still, with a sound like air being drawn out. Everything goes backward. Dust clears, absorbing into the tunnel's stone. Rocks rise and attach to the ceiling. Your mother rises and stands, walking backward down the tunnel. The scene turns into something you remember as though from long ago. It looks like home again. Then, with a jerk, you're hauled forward, leaving your feet as you begin to fly through the air. You're dragged first one direction, then another, forcibly guided through the familiar halls of your ancestral home. With a shock, you see you're headed straight for the stone of a wall when you pass right through without touching it. Now your consciousness races along the fault lines that reach like roots through Edelin's crust. It's obvious to you that you're moving against the line, heading back toward a single source. A sense of dread fills you and you come to a stop as though the rock here is unyielding, even in this vision state. The dread builds coursing through you, making you want to weep in frustration. Then, the eye opens right in front of you, and something gargantuan shifts slightly in its underground den. <laughs> so, not, not a whole lot of description right. of the delve itself. Right. Now, I do remember, and it came back the same way, as you were reading at the beginning about the, the, the dust-choked corridor or area that I'm in, and the the rubble with my mother's fingers kind of twitching. So I imagine that as all I can really see is her hand. Everything else is under rocks. Um, and so the way I picture it there is that we're in kind of an open area right at the mouth of like a fork. 
there is a left tunnel, which is where I basically <laughs> imagine the, 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 the rocks, the rock face of the left hand tunnel has fallen in and that's where my mother is. Then there's this right hand tunnel, more of a Y. Not at right angles. It's not th- that far distant. They don't like branch off in opposite directions. They just kind of go along like a Y shape from where I'm standing. Okay. And it's that right hand then tunnel that I go speeding through when the dream starts. Okay. So what is this open area? Is it just a place where hallways come together? I think, yeah. I th- I, it's not like the opening of the thing. Cause I would imagine that a delve collapse generally would be a little further in than right there at the opening. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Certainly the dwarves are known for their architectural skills. And mm-hmm. so you would have had bracing and cross bracing and all sorts of things to ensure that the, the tunnels wouldn't collapse. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it was that caused this must have been massive to even have caused the damage that it did. Right. Um, so maybe this is, well, let's back up a bit. Okay. Maybe we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. What is the purpose of the delve? Because that, that's really going to drive a lot of these things. So we've talked about ore. And right, so I, sells, I'd say sells to Flenmore. Right, I'd say the primary purpose then is commercial digging out this ore, so you're going to have a lot of industrial feel to it in mm-hmm. places. I guess I I basically always imagine it is that that's just the dwarves' vocation. Sure, it's you know, so we live in the first home, but we're not farmers. Like we don't have some that go off and do other things. Pretty much everybody. That's pretty much what everyone does in our family, mm-hmm. our clan. Now, remember, the only reason you were in the first home to begin with is because of the collapse. Normally, you would be living in the Delve okay. where you work, but it was after the collapse, only after that you all moved out and had to be in the first home again. Gotcha. Okay, that, so that makes a little... Because when you talk about the first home, I made it sound like it was like our ancestral... It is home, but it that is. so that was before we became miners. Yeah. So the way I described it originally, and I'm not going to go take the time to find right, this. No, one, no, no, it's fine. Uh, it was basically whenever dwarves find a likely place in Vardalon to mine, mm-hmm. they build a first home. It's on the surface. It's they pick the most defensible place they can, but it serves as their base of operations until While they get they're the digging del- the exactly delve. Gotcha. once the delve is at least started and there's a place to live inside the mountain. They move in, but they periodically come out and maintain the first home Mm -hmm. in case it's ever needed. Understood. And so obviously this came to your rescue here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I, I see the first home as being your home away from home, so to speak. If the delve is primarily focused around commercial production, you're going to have a lot of probably shafts that have been sunk deep into the mountain okay. uh, in order to get at the ore tunnels branching off of maybe like right. a central area. In closing my eyes and imagining it when I hear the dream being read to me, I don't imagine that the opening of the, of the cave or whatever is right behind me. It's, it, it seems like there's more behind me hmm. as I'm standing in this. It's almost like this is a kind of a junction. Yes, where a okay. few a few tunnels branch off, but there are directly behind me. There's more rock face, and maybe one or two other tunnels going off behind me. And this is just kind of a slightly larger open area where it's a junction where several of the tunnels kind of come together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like there's ten things behind me, but you know, one or two 
something like that. And then I imagine it being a little, just kind of almost, almost circular, but not, but would it be? You're talking about the dwarves being very architecturally. Yeah. So traditionally they're, mm-hmm. they're very conscious of stone and, right. and tied in with the stone and almost a set, at least in my mind, again, this is our world. We can do with it what mm-hmm. we want, but in my mind, seeing the dwarves as almost perfectionists when it comes to where they live it's already dangerous enough under the mountain you don't right. want to have clutter and gobbledygook going on because that's only going to add to the danger that you're exposing mm-hmm. yourself to right i just meant the shape of the opening I, yeah I, I i wasn't imagining it being cut out like a room i just imagine kind of uh I'm, I mean, I guess I'm too attached to things like Mammoth Cave, where it's all been kept as natural as possible. It's not really, um, ooh, he's really going to town over here. He's drawn a big old room of some kind. Yeah, well, this is the central shaft that I was talking about. Uh, and so maybe lots of elevators and lifts and things that would allow dwarves mm-hmm. to uh, move off of this main level and get down to where the work is. Maybe throw a a branch off this way off the off the big room something like that and then maybe another passageway that comes off down mm-hmm. here yeah. what do you want in this uh area off to the right of the room where we started i'll put well, a star in the room where we yeah, started yeah do do that cuz otherwise we're going to get lost real quick um i'm imagining that the 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 central shaft has got to be a good ways in from the opening right yeah, so i'll put a little Jaggedy do on the right. hallway to yeah. show. <laughs> this is longer than it looks. I do think that the 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 main entrance is back down this hallway. South of the star? Yes. Okay. Dwarves are all about presentation. They want to wow people when they come in, even if it's just a workplace. Right. Uh, so maybe a a major hall. Okay. So when you first walk in, you have ornate pillars. You have yeah. maybe bits of crystal sticking out of the wall that catch the, the torch light yeah. okay. and, and glitter. So I'm going to actually widen this hallway, and that's going to look really ugly. Oh, we've got wide out. And then a big welcoming hall and gigantic pillar. What do you want on the pillars? Hmm. Uh, antlers. Ooh, nice. So a motif of antlers. Yeah, maybe like around the, uh, close to the top, you know, etched in the vertical indentations, almost like in the, is that a Corinthian style column? A, a fluted column. Yeah. But around the, up to, at the top, you'd have antlers um, around the base. Now, are they actual antlers or are they carved? No, they're antlers? carved. They're carved um, around the base. Maybe you could have names of previous generations. You could have almost like a family history uh, yeah. inscribed in places. I don't know. These are just possibilities of what you um, could have. How many people, how many dwarves are living in this thing? Or how many were there before the collapse? Like how big of a clan is this? Yeah. Why don't you come up with a number? Several thousand. Well, I was thinking if there were... If each of the pillars at the base had the name of like a prominent, like like I, within within the clan, then you have the families that make up. Yeah. So um, we've already we know we for have, sure that we met one that was Roland, right? Whose Roland. Last name was actually Dark Tower. 
So we could almost be going with the Scottish idea of a clan, but then mm-hmm. clans are made up of septs, S-E-P-T's. Okay. And those are like little families within the larger clan. So they, they have right. their own name, they have their own affiliation, but then they're all tied into something bigger. Right. So something like that. So it'd be like the founding families of the clan. Okay. So, so they would they, be around the, you know, each pillar has the name of one founding family, like the pillars of our society. Um, drawing a capital of a pillar here. With spiders on it. <laughs> Those are antlers, thank you. Are they? They are. Leave me alone. <laughs> When you guys see this picture, you'll be like, what are those spiders doing up there? <laughs> they ever clean this place? Some way down the pillar. I, I suppose it would be at about dwarf height so that the dwarves could appreciate it, right? The, the names, the inscriptions of the family names. Oh, I guess. I was imagining them at the base, but... Oh, at the base? Okay. So yeah, so down at dwarf height. <laughs> You're funny. But you said they were fluted columns, right? Yeah. Okay, and then... Down at the base, got this big blocky dwarf style. Yeah, it could be a going. pretty substantial base. It's not like it's, you know, so they're on three fence. inches. Yeah. yeah. And are they square bases, square pillars? Square base. Square base. The, the pillars are round, but the plinth is square. Nice. Okay. So this is kind of coming together. This is, the, I guess we could, you want a name for this hall? Is it just the... We could come up with any name we want. <laughs> yeah, because you know how great I am at naming things. My favorite thing to do. The Hall of Gathering or um, the Hall of Crystal. You know, just, I mean, you could you could really play around with it. And, yeah, I'm and, trying to think of some other things that have been important at, mm. at the beginning of this story. So there's the Hall of the Stag. I mean, because of the antlers, you could have yeah. something like that. The Great Hall of the Stag or something. Hall of the Great Stag. Okay, you want to go with that? Sure, Hall of the Great Stag. You said this is basically the entrance into the delve? Yeah. Okay, uh, so then that means that there has to be some kind of substantial doors here or something, right? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm also imagining pillars on either side of the outer door. I'm going to put little insets here where guards mm-hmm. can stand, and then... So outside the mountain, is that, yeah. is that what, and then you said yeah. there's pillars. What, what's, what do those look like? Are they statues or are they pillars? Um, Again, up to you. I know it. <laughs> I mean, they could just be like the, the pillar of the first two dwarves that founded Mr. And the Mrs. Stag. Iron Stag. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, you know, Yeah. or it could be notable figures or it could just be pillars that are like the ones inside. I like the idea of them being statues so that it's almost like a blessing hmm. as you walk in. Anyone who enters here is passing under the eye of these two important historical figures. Very nice. So it's almost like a perpetual reminder when I go in. I represent these. I represent these. I'm going into the realm that these hmm. mighty dwarves carved out of the living rock. Yes. When I leave... They are watching over me, or they are <laughs> monitoring me. Yeah, exactly, they're they're watching yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, you know the notion of I'm representing this clan when I leave, which would be good for all those caravans that go off to Flynnmore to sell the ore. Yep, something like that. 
So okay. uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the progenitor, the, the ancestor was Ingold. Okay. And so one of them could be Ingold. Which one do you want that to be? On the left as you're walking in. And so that leaves the one on the right. And we could just make up a name if we want. Yeah, but who is it? And we can come up with that too. Why don't we come up with the name first, then we'll come up with everything else. So here we go. Yeah, hit it, man. <laughs> Why don't you give me a letter to start with? F. Fudor. Sure. <laughs> so Fudor Ironstag was maybe the second chief, the second clan head, the son of Ingold. So how so Ingold is the one who saw the stag. Saw the stag. Yes. And so was he not the one that brought us to this area? Yes, he was also the one who led everyone here. Okay. So maybe they're brothers. So that way they're both at the same time. Who is one of them kind of evil? Fedor? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you tell me. I don't know why they would put a statue up to him if he was evil. We don't know that. Oh. Um, now, um, I'm trying to <laughs> create more backstory for you to work with here. Yep, brothers is fine, I okay. guess. Uh, and so maybe. What, what I was thinking when I asked that question was if Ingold was like the way on back, he was the one who met the, who saw the stag. And then a few generations later, we had Fudor who brought us to this area and settled us here in this delve. So they represent two different important parts of our heritage. But if Ingold was the one who did both of those, then that doesn't really work. It's too late for me to go back and start writing, <laughs> writing dwarf history. You already wrote it. <laughs> uh, so maybe we could go with um, Ingold was the leader of the clan and the one who selected the spot. But Fudor was the one who actually led the work of creating the Delve. The designer. Yeah, designer stuff. slash implementer of yeah. the vision. So Ingold and he Ingold's worked the together. Fudor is the designer of the Delve. Okay. And so that makes sense why their statues would be right out front like that. Um, so this, we, we could consider what we have drawn so far to be pretty much the main level. Okay. And then, uh, like I said, in the central shaft, you have all your scaffolds, you have all your elevators, things like that, that would allow dwarves to go about their business. And then that could also grant access to lower levels where maybe there's temporary housing down below so that they don't have to keep coming up and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, on this main level, you would probably want more permanent living places. Okay. Uh, so maybe down this hallway off of the star room, you've got rooms, chambers, that kind of stuff. What are these three coming off of here? Yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, let's figure out where people are going to live, and I, I'm just going to put a dotted line to show quarters, and this can be as big as we really want it or need it to be. Mm -hmm. And by quarters, I just mean living rooms, places that would be a bed and a place to put your things, and maybe for guests. If not that the dwarves expect many guests, but when they have them, they would need a place for them to go without having to traipse all the way down into the mine. Um, also, you would want to have places to eat. Uh, you would need a water source, that kind of stuff. So maybe there's a spring inside here somewhere. Maybe, uh, okay. maybe if we have 
So one of these hallways off the central shaft. What if we have a large, again, realizing that there's a jagged line yeah, uh, that shows that the hallway is longer than we're actually showing, but just this huge hall that would be for feasting, put tables in there, Hogwarts style. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And little chairs and things. And maybe a great central fire a pit, a, yeah. a, a chimney that, that goes up. Yeah, up and out the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll, we'll close off these tables and do some more at the other end of the hall. And this would probably be a fairly busy place at all times because if you've got a population of 3,000, 5,000, however many, to keep them fed and that sort of thing, it would take a lot of maybe shifts of eating and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So now we've got a, a large kitchen and I'll just put the kitchen off. Yeah. The feast hall. Do we want a fancy name for the feast hall? <laughs> You're already looking tired. <laughs> I love dragging you into these things. I bet you do. <laughs> um, Fancy name for the feast hall. You would think so. Yeah. And the Garden of Eaton is not. <laughs> the Garden of Eaton is not on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so what about this passage that collapsed with your mom in it? Um, oh, yeah. See, I was kind of imagining that, that if this is the central chest, it goes down to where the people mine, then I don't know where that's going to. Well, what if we, off this central mine, let's say that it was starting to play out. And so they had started to sink a new shaft over here. Ooh, and something went wrong. And so this is where most of the working dwarves were when the incident happened. And so you were all trying to flee from the new shaft. I'll put new shaft there. Yeah. And in the process, the tunnel collapsed, and that's why it collapsed. Uh, It Mm -hmm. wasn't as strongly reinforced. It was uh, newer. Newer, right. Hadn't gotten to that yet. Okay. And so now we have. A sense of growth uh, in the minds. Neat. So, in this dream, then, as I imagine, I'm flying down this hallway, and you said that there's lefts and rights and all this kind of sure. stuff. So then, like, you turn here and you turn there, and then yada yada. Yeah. Well, but then eventually I go flying through the rock face. I don't. I didn't make this clear in the description originally in episode forty-four. But actually, you go for a long, long distance. So I'm like way on into the mountain. Or maybe not even in the mountain anymore. So you're way far away. Yeah, from- you didn't make that clear, you man. <laughs> yeah, backfill. <laughs> so really everything else, I mean, we could, we could basically put it as industrial rooms, uh, supplies. Yeah. And we could imagine that these... Tunnel systems go on and on and on. Maybe test shafts or test tunnels that are digging. There be a refinery like, in here anywhere? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So let's let's put a refinery right here. I'm actually going to shorten this hallway. <laughs> and so yeah, we want to go traveling 800 feet to go <laughs> refine the stuff we just dug. So what would be in a refinery? You're probably looking at a lot of heat, a lot of forges and furnaces. Not forges. Uh, but furnaces for smelting mm-hmm. or getting the ore out of the rock. Uh, you would need carts and tracks and things to get the, the rubble out. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's put a little track thing here. 
for our mine carts. That's what it is. It's a ramp going down. There you go. <laughs> okay. And so these carts would need to basically get the stone, the, the waste stone out and dumped. And then what that leaves is forges and furnaces that are used for smelting and maybe even uh, some forms for uh, making ingots out of the ore. So now, now they're transporting solid blocks of whatever the ore is. And yeah, we never said what the ore is. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, is there a reason for that? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you had a sly face on like, DM no, laziness we is didn't. what that is. <laughs> uh, so I, I really like that idea. I had intended to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. And again, you would need a pretty solid water supply here. For, yeah. And so there would always be steam billowing out of here. Right. I can imagine just like flame, seeing that flicker of red light coming through that tunnel. Yeah. At all times and, and always that ringing sound or, you know, just always yeah. the sounds of dwarves panting and sweating, the sounds of dwarves sweating, the whatever, sounds of dwarves whatever that sweating. is. And so, yeah, I mean, really, I'd say that's, that's a pretty good rough of the delve. And again, understanding that there would, there would probably be 10, 20 levels of this, each with its own facilities, each with its own supplies and all that stuff. They would, they would have constant need of new equipment mm -hmm. as, as handles break and right. things were dull, picks yeah. dull rather. Right. Exactly. Um, maybe an infirmary or something to, well, yeah, yeah to treat dwarves. So we'll, we'll toss an infirmary. I'll write it here somewhere in the stone. <laughs> maybe little kitchens here and there for keeping food handy for the workers. Perfect. And so maybe even uh, little, Shafts that go upward to allow air to circulate. And light. Exactly. Natural light. Put little squares around mm -hmm. the, uh, the central shaft. At, right the at the right time of day, there's just this beam of sunlight that makes a column of light in that room. Maybe we can call this the chamber of the column. Sure. In the room where you saw your mother die. Mm. Okay. Any other details that you can think of or anything you want to add before you collapse? No, I'm closing my eyes to picture. I mean, Food, drink, and sleep. I mean, those are the, the major things. Right. I mean, and, there's got to be a lavatory or something somewhere. Yeah. I kind of roll that into the quarters section and, and well, probably scattered. People who are scattered, down 20 and, layers, even the shaft can't come back up to the quarters. Exactly. The and scattered throughout. <laughs> so that, I would see that all as being a part of the engineering. Sure. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your room. What, what would your room look like? I'm imagining that it would have been fairly utilitarian and Spartan. You know, I mean, it's not dwarves and, and, and Tira as a person are not uh, given to frills. You know, there's not going to have a lot of frivolous things in our living quarters. We're not spending much of the day there for one thing. Sure. It's just a place to go to bed at night after you've, worked and eaten photographs or pictures i'm thinking is not really a thing that you would have right that's not that kind of technology is not anything that yeah although engravings would not be out of and particularly place. for a dwarf i right. suppose maybe i did an engraving of oh that'd be so sad sorry <laughs> i was thinking i could have made an engraving maybe like of my mother when i was very young and i 
but why would I have that? Why wouldn't she have that? Never mind. That's a dumb idea. Well, maybe you did one just for you. I think I'd be lost now. Very true. So, I, I mean, I'm just thinking of things that would be in, in my room. Not much. I mean, a stand or something to put my axe, you know, and my, my tools and stuff. I clearly had them on me or I wouldn't, or at least I had my axe. Unless I made it after the Delve collapse, it doesn't really. So you would need a bed. A bed, obviously. Really just big enough for my person. Right. Uh, You would very likely, as the daughter of the chief of the Delve, you would have ceremonial clothing that you would be required to wear for big events. So maybe some wardrobe to put that in. Okay, because I was at first just thinking of hooks on a wall. But that could be for my work stuff. Okay. You know, not my ceremonial clothing, but you know, whatever heavy coat I would have on when being down in the delves. And certainly my my personal equipment. I'm thinking I wouldn't store my junk with everybody else. Right. Very likely you would have a reserved space. Yeah. Uh, just so you wouldn't have to worry about getting your stuff mixed up. And, you know, maybe it's that the dwarves are organized enough that they all have their individual spaces. Period. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, a wardrobe of some kind for my ceremonial garments, maybe kind of a, some kind of a mirror. But as I'm thinking, I'm like, what, what am I going to need in my room? What, what would she even care about having in her room? And I'm, I'm not coming up with much. Like I'm thinking there's just not much that she would care about to have. Maybe a desk for writing and maybe your father is trying to get you to take over some of the administrative responsibilities. Yeah. I'll put a desk, and then next to it, we'll put your mirror. Yeah. And it's kind of, I, I imagine, I'm going to imagine that it's kind of cloudy because I don't look at it very much. And so I don't think to clean it off. And very likely, it's made out of polished metal. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be the, the clearest anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's kind of a, kind of neglected because Except for before going to ceremonial functions, I probably never even glance at it. How about a little table or something that has some of the the prettier rocks that you found or or rocks Hmm. of interest or... Sure. I'll put that next to your bed. Maybe um, whatever, like the hooks, I said there were hooks on the wall. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that's got a shelf and hooks and I have arranged rocks and blingy things that I've... Found. All right, you have a rock collection. I have a rock collection. What's the prize of your rock collection? Hmm. <sighs> be cool if I found a starstone and didn't know what it was. Oh, nice. What do they look like in general? Are they like diamondy or are they more opalescent? When they're not in use, when they're not in physical contact with someone, they tend to be kind of a dull grayish, but still shiny color, like a glossy finish. So not clear. Uh, maybe more like maybe, volcanic glass. Or I, I'm something. thinking almost like a smoky grayish, like a smoky topaz, without the color oh. <laughs> until you touch it. But yeah, that'd be neat if maybe it was embedded in a piece of rock, and you just right. thought, "Oh, how cool!" Yeah, and maybe something from Arden because you're out, you were out interfacing with the people, and so maybe you bring back things from the surface. Yeah, to kind of make you feel like you're back out mm-hmm. in the open air. A note from Chiswick. <laughs> <laughs> That's tucked away under your pillow, though, right? <laughs> <laughs>
I was just, I was chuckling about that because I'm thinking, I wonder how many people listening to this are saying, oh, she picked up a rock from the first time she and Chizik had a talk somewhere or whatever. That's and what the like, engraving is. Come on, it's yeah. an engraving of the man. Oh, grief. <laughs> Where are you people getting this from? You are manufacturing it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I resist. <laughs> But you all are welcome to imagine that yes. Tira has mementos of Chiswick in her room. <laughs> They're all buried under the mountain at face now, so it doesn't matter. Just like her look. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's a good start anyway. Yeah. And so hopefully what this will do, first of all, it helps me to have talked through this with you and it's fun building things together. But just getting to talk through and share ideas and come up with a little more about a place that we've already been, but didn't really spend a lot of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it, I've been kind of sad because we didn't get to spend much time for any of us. I mean, I think we spent more time on Bash's house than we did on really anything else as far as describing our um, origins. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was some description of the chapel, and obviously there was a tiny bit of description of the of the Delve. I mean, we pretty much ran off from the Delve pretty fast. That was one of the first things that happened was that we heard the trumpets, and Chiswick was like, "Oh no!" And I ran off with Chiswick and hadn't. And then I only stopped back there once, real briefly, just to say, "Dad, get the dwells, yeah. the dwarves together. We're being attacked." And yeah. then I ran off again. And again, that was the first home still. Yeah. So that wasn't even the right. Delve that you called home. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a good stopping point. What we have done then is we've basically just started with the idea of the Delve. And then by talking through it and trying to imagine what kinds of things would be necessary, we've basically come up with a habitable place that now has a bit more meaning to us and a little more form than it did before and if we ever get back there we've got something to work with yeah and so uh yeah just that idea of working together to build something out that's what really makes creation corner so much fun for me it's that idea of working together to come up with something that we hadn't really ever given much thought to yeah and that's the power of working together that's the the fun of being a dm with players that really want to help tell the story, build the world, and I really like that. So we want to thank you for joining us for this special Creation Corner episode. We'll see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. What about the... <laughs>